Microphone check, one, two, what is this? It's the five foot seven assassin in the podcast business. I am your host, Rohan Patra, the rap music plug at your service. Here we are again at the end of the rap music plug podcast presented by QLC TV is the remedy to the I don't have anything good to listen to problem. Through in-depth album and song reviews, as well as artist interviews and general rap commentary sprinkled in between on all of what the mainstream and underground rap scenes have to offer, this is your one-stop shop to knowing what to add to your queue, play next, or pop into your record player. Welcome to the show. When you think about who had a bigger 2020, really your only choices are Boldy James, Billy Woods maybe, and COVID. And honestly, Boldy James has every right to think that he wins in that battle. Because, man, Boldy James in 2020 just took his career to a million different levels higher. It was absolutely insane what he did. I knew of him. I had heard his previous record with The Alchemist. I liked it, but I wasn't blown away by it at all. And... Definitely, like most people, did not have him remotely on my radar up until the announcement and the release of The Price of Tea in China, which was a dope record that I liked quite a bit, most loved it, and for that reason his profile really increased. He got signed to Griselda too, which is an amazing thing for any underground artist given how great they run their their ship over there. And then he released two additional records a Jay Versace produced project that I didn't think was that great personally but by no means bad and then another solid but not incredibly impressive record towards the end of the year but the one that really just made my jaw drop was his collaboration with Sterling Tolls Manger on McNichols Boldy James who is from Detroit, Michigan, a city that is known for being very impoverished in a lot of communities, having a very blue-collar attitude. He really embodied all of the grit, all of the heartache, all of the trauma, and just the coldness of that city in such a remarkable way that was beautifully accentuated by absolutely mesmerizing psychedelic jazz free jazz production from sterling tolls it was really a sight to behold and not only was the production so amazing but boldy james really stepped it up he got so personal and it just led to so many emotionally evocative moments so he had an amazing 2020 and now in 2021 Something I didn't expect to come so soon given how much work he already put out. But here we are, another Alchemist produced record, the sequel to A Price of Tea in China. We have Bo Jackson. And so, as I mentioned, my favorite Boldy record is Manger on McNichols for a multitude of reasons. One key reason being that he was so strikingly introspective. On Bo Jackson, I'm happy to say that he does veer more into this preferred personal direction for me with verses that 
hit me hard where he paints these street tales and provides observation and commentary that he's derived from these situations with not only great detail like he normally does, but with more insight into how these experiences impacted him personally. I think there's more nuggets of information about how some of these situations impacted his family, for example, and some of the motivations behind why he does what he does or did what he did that makes the situation more real and not just a story that you're just observing as an outsider. You really feel like you're there in the shoes of the primary character in these very personal stories and reflections that he provides on Bo Jackson. On First 48 Freestyle, he paints such an immersive picture of the grim reality of how it is living in these communities in his hometown of Detroit. I just think it is so cold and is so powerful. I love how personal he gets on third person. It's such a dope track lyrically where Boldy's cold demeanor is just particularly nice and accentuates just how hard his demeanor is and just fits so well with the very cold subject matter. Another lyrical highlight is just the plain and simple confidence and mic presence that Boldy provides on Fake Flowers, dropping one of, if not his best verse on the entire album. In addition to the lyrical content and the exceptional rapping ability from Boldy James, the songwriting on this album too is a welcomed improvement over Price of Tea in China. Diamond Dallas is a really nice track with a soulful Stove God Cooks hook, showing that Stove's strong hooks on his debut album from last year wasn't a fluke. He's an absolute superstar in the making. And on this track, it sees Boldy really ride the piano-driven beat in a subtly melodic way in some instances that I thought was really nice. This is an area where Boldy shines in contrast with the previous Alchemist project because Boldy's rapping performances, I feel, pop a bit more on Bo Jackson because his raps sometimes have more energy or just have some kind of little nuance in the cadence that makes his verses come off the page a bit more. The rapid fire flow on Speed Trap in particular was super dope and was definitely a nice change of pace. And I really enjoyed the improved hooks that Boldy authored too on Steel Wool. So now I think it's time to move to the co-star of this album that we haven't talked about much yet, and that's The Alchemist. The Alchemist, famed producer who is underground, I guess, but at this point is an absolute A-lister who has produced for the likes of Freddie Gibbs, Armin Hammer, just to name a few, Kendrick Lamar, and has really been one of the best, if not the best producer over the past few years with a prolific output. However, on that note, I'm going to be indulging in some commentary that I think goes against the consensus of how Bo Jackson sounded to most. Alk really left Earth when he produced Haram. And then on Fetty, he brought exotic textures and decadence. But on Bo Jackson, he keeps things in a relatively formulaic and safe lane. 
A formula of relatively simple drums, some atmospheric samples, and manipulations that are somewhat left field but still accessible. Third Person is a perfect track to illustrate what I mean, the typical alchemist formula that we see time and time again on this record, as it features a beat that I swear I've heard from Alchemist many times before. With its guitar, meat and potatoes drums, and trademark low-pass filter that comes in in parts, First 48 Freestyle is another fine but disappointingly tame beat from The Alchemist that brings an otherwise very strong rapping performance from Boldy James down. Drug Zone makes me feel similar with that typical Alchemist low-pass filter coming in in certain sections of the track once again that just feels like I've already heard this before. And it could be honestly a result of just how busy The Alchemist has been lately in hip-hop since 2020. I think he's dropped four, maybe even five fully produced projects since the beginning of 2020. So it may just be that I'm kind of getting a little Alchemist saturation. I don't know what it is, but I hear people talk a lot of great stuff about this album, and I've really rarely heard anybody say anything even kind of negative about the production, except Salt in the Game, Madam Money Says. She's a dope, really entertaining reviewer that was the only person I noticed online or in any kind of conversation have some similar critique to what I'm bringing. But, so maybe it's just me, but I'm not, I'm not really feeling this production like that. I have no problem with straight to the point, more simplistic production, but these beats are all super clean too and don't have that rugged grit that an album like this could have benefited from. Although I wasn't all that impressed with the production, I do have to say though that I think the drums in particular did have a bit more of an oomph than they did on A Price of Tea in China. And they do switch up from time to time, particularly on Speed Trap that I thought was a nice highlight. Flight Risk is one of my favorite beats. And again, it's, it's quite simple, but the drums are so chunky. I like the little subtle keys. It just really, it's a really hard beat that has a lot of knock to it that sets things up really well for Boldy. Another part of the overall sound that I am positive on is the fact that although he was certainly working in a similar musical world, I do think that there was a certain level of variety and refinement in how the album was sequenced that it didn't come off super samey or anything like that and yet still made it all feel really cohesive and flowed together really well. Double Hockey Sticks, another incredible highlight. This is probably one of the few times where I was genuinely impressed by the production from an Alchemist beat that I tend to have high expectations for where there's this really dope beat switch and it has these fat drums this like odd I think string sample that's just manipulated really funny that gave the song such a level of urgency and tension and drama I just thought it was really really well done overall my main gripe with Bo Jackson is that I'm just not wowed by the production. It's all good, 
it has a couple of great moments, but mostly it's just vanilla standard Alchemist production. And surely, as you may have assumed from my glowing Haram review, I like the Alchemist when he's more experimental. But even with that fact notwithstanding, Alchemist has significantly better production in this more traditional hip-hop vein. On albums like Covert Coop with Currency or Albert Einstein with Prodigy, those beats were far superior in my opinion. On Bo Jackson, Alk did a great job of creating a consistently melancholy mood, but he just didn't give me enough to chew on musically. I don't want to end things on a sour note or even a super critical note because honestly, this album still has a lot to offer. As I started off by saying, Boldy James really showed a lot of improvement or at the bare minimum continued the strong ability to evoke emotion in these cold and bleak stories that he tells on this album something that I loved on Manger on McNichols. But Bo Jackson also has a lot of great features that work in its favor as well. There are some incredible verses from Earl Sweatshirt and Rock Marciano in particular. Just listen to the opening bars on his verse and you'll immediately get goosebumps and immediately be reminded that Rock Marciano is either a guaranteed top five top 10 kind of artist or you are deaf that's really that's really the kind of situation we're dealing with with marciano right now he's just that great consistently and even currency currency who i do like but i wouldn't say i'm the most massive currency fan now but he blacked out on his verse and it's really one of the best verses i've heard from him he was really cold he brought a different energy and focus to that verse that I really loved and then his Fetty partner comes in and just picks up where he left off plays off of those final bars on his verse in a really cool way and just smokes his smokes his entire verse too and I think overall the features were really well chosen in that they did bring a different kind of energy than Boldy James typically does which is that monotonous cold sometimes slow flow I think they were well chosen. So on Bo Jackson, I think Boldy clearly sustained the improvement that I saw on Manger and McNichols and kept it going here from a rapping perspective on Bo Jackson. But although I think Alchemist brought some good production to this album, I don't want to sound like it's bad by any means, even though I am critical of it. It is still very solid. It was just too tame for my liking and just didn't leave enough of an impression on me. There just lacked an instrumental bite that made me want to go back to this album because although Boldy is in top form here, I think his style, more than other rappers of a upper tier caliber, really needs a engaging and complementary production style to make his albums really hit another level but unfortunately Bo Jackson misses the boat in that regard all in all I give Boldy James and the Alchemists Bo Jackson a mid 7 on 10 still an impressive album that is very well put together 
that could have simply benefited from some more musical risk-taking that could have put it over the top. So this concludes today's episode of the Rap Music Plug podcast presented by QLC-TV. I hope this episode gave you some fresh new perspectives on the latest rap releases, as well as a recommendation for the next great rap record to add to your collection. If you're an artist looking to level up your career, getting more gigs, album sales, merch sales, whatever it may be, I would love to help you with that by providing you artist development and writing services. So if you're interested, contact me via email at qlctv.podcast at gmail.com or hit me up via Twitter or Instagram at Rap Music Plug Pod. I would be honored to lend my expertise and help you grow your career as an artist. And also for regular rap fans that just want to hear more quality commentary on the genre, follow me on Twitter and Instagram as well. For exclusive content and updates related to the show, follow the Rap Music Plug podcast on Facebook to help the show grow and ensure that everyone's listening to the best rap music at all times. Follow the show on the podcast platform of your choice. Make sure you leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts so that the show can be spotlighted by that wonderful algorithm and be exposed to more people. You can find all of this information along with exclusive playlists created by myself by clicking the link that's in the episode's notes. So that's all for today. Talk to you soon. Peace.